Well, hello, fellow travellers, future travellers, and nomads alike. You're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, where we have immersive, inspiring, and international stories from travellers around the world. I've been having a lot of you guys hitting me up on Twitter. That's cool. For everyone else, it's Travel Stories UK. That's the handle. I don't know. That's that's the handle. Yeah, that works. So yeah, hit me up on there. I do answer everything. Today, I'm joined by Shalesh Sachdeva. That name is incredibly hard for me to say. It took roughly 75,000 takes to get it right the first time. So yeah. And this guy, when you look through his passport, it's one of those things where one of the most interesting pages on there is the you know the front page where it's got the picture, where you were born, everything like that. It's such an interesting read. So his parents are Indian, right? He was born, I believe, in Hanoi, somewhere in Vietnam anyway. He grew up all over the world, um, possibly Singapore, the Middle East, uh, everywhere, everywhere. When I met him, he was living in L.A. after just moving from Canada. I believe now he's living in San Francisco. This guy moves around a lot. His passport is a real interesting read, but it's not quite as interesting as the guy himself. He's one of the most productive, level-minded people I know. We met in an ashram in Rishikesh, which is in northern India, and we've stayed in touch ever since. So today he has a gripping story for us about travel and personal freedom. I think you'll love it. So that's enough from me. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Travel Stories podcast, and this is Shalesh Sachdeva. Yes, first take. That's right. Hey, Shalesh, how's it going? Excellent. Good. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Aiden. No worries, no worries. Uh, whereabouts in the world are you now? So I just moved to San Francisco about two months ago, and I'm calling you from my home. Oh, nice, cool. Uh, what are you up to nowadays? You're uh, you're always so productive. You're making the rest of us look bad. You must be up to something cool. <laughs> uh, there are a couple of uh, projects that I have on the go right now. Uh, when we met, it was a, at a very pivotal time in in my life, having uh, given up a very uh, illustrious career as a management consultant leading the media and entertainment uh, strategy practice for um, a large consulting firm. And, you know, I had just gone in and out of a divorce. And so I took a year to basically travel around the world and uh, do the proverbial finding myself. And that's when I found you. So when I came back to San Francisco, it was really hard not to uh, try not to be productive. And that's, that's somewhat of the subject that I want to talk about today as well. Like we continuously feel the need or we've been programmed in such a way that we need to feel productive every minute or every day. And it's been such an amazing experience to just let go and surrender to the experience of actually letting life take its course and getting out of the way uh, that once I started doing that, then all of these things started coming at me. So long story short, the projects that I'm working on now are, uh, there are three main projects. I'm helping a friend with on a consulting gig um, for his ad tech startup and in a chief of staff kind of role. So that pays the bills for now. Uh, but the other two projects that I have on the go uh, is uh, 
One is around connecting people. And, you know, this is something that you and I talked at length about. Uh, but this is the project is called Tribal. And the concept is how do you connect people in small groups of four to six people at a time? The story around that was, you know, when my dad had a stroke about two years ago, what I noticed was during his recovery, four of his best friends would come in and sit with him for 15 minutes during the day. And those were the best 15 minutes of his entire day. And so that got me thinking about how do we bring that tribe to everyone? Nice. That sounds great, man. I mean, like you say, we've talked at length about the um, the tribal idea, and uh, I'm so glad that it's coming to fruition and everything seems to be working out for it. I'm excited to see what happens to it, really. Yeah, we're we're excited too. We got uh, you know the Apple App Store is uh, is a whole beast in itself. So that can be another topic for another podcast. Mm. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so um, so the story you've got for us today uh, does it take place in a certain uh, in a certain place uh, somewhere in the world? It no, it's a it's a journey. So I'll be talking about the journey from when you and I met and the time. Uh, in my life and going from there to where I am today. That's, um, I'm excited about that a lot actually, because we, uh, we didn't talk too much from, uh, from when we left each other in, um, in India. And then we since got back in touch a little later. And, um, I don't think we've talked at length about what happened during those, during those times, during those months. Yeah. So happy to talk about that. Yeah, so well, I think I'm I'm more excited than uh, than anyone that's going to be listening to this at the moment. It's uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Well, ho- hopefully there'll be other people that'll be just as excited as well. We shall see. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you could give this story a name, what would you call it? The real surrender experiment. Nice. That's so you. I love it. The name actually comes from a book called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Stinger, and it's a fabulous book. It essentially goes through his life and, you know, the things that he had to go through in order to surrender and the results of that experiment. And so I decided to take on that same experiment of my own. And it has started to yield some pretty interesting results. So I'm going to talk about that journey that led me to the book and what's happened after that as well. Okay, let's dive in. Here is Shalesh Sachdeva with The Real Surrender Experiment. So one of my favorite quotes is by Rumi, a poet that I hold very dear to my heart. It's your road and yours alone. Others may walk it with you, but no one can walk it for you. My journey over the past year, or even before that, started thinking that my my path is only a path if there are other people walking it with me. And I didn't really think about what my own path was. And the year started off actually January 1, 2015. I was coming back my wife and I, then wife, we were coming back from a New Year's party and 
she turns around to me and after a couple of words says I think we should get a divorce. Now this thought wasn't sudden. It had crossed my mind quite some time ago and I had discussed it with my wife as well. And in that moment it felt like life all of a sudden opened up that those restrictions that I had placed on myself which were definitely misguided were not restrictions anymore since then there were a couple of months that were very dark coming out of a 5 year relationship losing your best friend your roommate it took quite a toll and the only way that i understood to keep going on was to keep on a routine going into work every day doing that one hour commute back and forth from work until i hit a point in march where i realized that i needed to change something i took a decision to take some time off from work and at that point i was at the pinnacle of my success i was leading the media and entertainment practice at a large consulting firm and i was on the partner path financially it was a very stable prospect and decided to take a break i didn't know the length of time or what i was going to do in that break but i just needed to get out of los angeles at that point decided to go visit my parents in india and while i was there naturally being indian parents it was hard for them to understand the concept and understand why and put reasons behind why things happened the way that they did and there was no reason like we had just grown apart and that was that was it and we decided to uh, take our own path during that time i needed to just get away even from home and so that's when i went over to Rishikesh thinking of ha- having to go within me and to meditate a little bit by myself and understand the events that had transpired and the reasons and cuz that validation or none of those reasons were coming from anyone externally That's where I met Hayden. We were together at a meditation retreat and neither one of us at that point were really enjoying or understanding the concept that was being taught to us by an instructor that had been born and brought up in North America, so it didn't seem as genuine. So we defected from a meditation retreat. And uh we ended up going to another ashram which spoke 
more authentically to both of us. In your very planning, you are sowing the seeds of disappointment. In your very worrying about the future, you are wasting the present. And slowly, slowly, it becomes your second nature to worry about the future. And the experience during that period of time, those two weeks, really laid the path for me to explore both inside and externally. And I had a tremendous experience where I finally understood that the person that I was, that I am, is not just one person, that there are two or three different people that live within me that form or that define me. One is the mind, and you, everyone can hear those thoughts that go through their mind. That's definitely a distinct element. There's the heart and what, and the emotions that we emit, that we take on. There's a third person, which is hard to describe, but is like someone looking at everything, almost like a witness. And it was the first time that I realized all three of these entities coming together and sitting. The experience of understanding that there are multiple parts of me made me want to go on this journey, both internally and externally. Uh, after the meditation retreat was over, I came back home and decided to just travel and explore. And that was part of surrendering. That concept of this is your path and yours alone became a lot more clear to me because now I did not have the expectations of others that were guiding my path. So I took six months, traveled around Europe, amazing places, Istanbul, Formentera, Ibiza, never want to go back to Ibiza ever again. It was a one-time thing and that's it. And ran with the bulls in Pamplona, uh, joined a nudist colony in south of France, uh, went to an S&M club in Berlin. And it was all part of this exploration of really pushing myself to boundaries that I didn't think I had the courage to approach. I was trying to face all the fears that I had. And I did that through challenges that friends gave me that I presented to myself. I capped the trip, the six month trip off with Burning Man. And Burning Man for me was the bookend of my trip. It was my way of letting go, of saying thank you for the experience. 
It was my first Burning Man experience in 2013, where I realized that my marriage was coming to an end and that we were not going to have kids together. And it was great to have that experience of saying goodbye at the end of my trip. After Burning Man, I had a chance to decide where I wanted to live. The entire world was open to me. I didn't have any responsibilities, any expectations that I had to fulfill. And all that kept coming to me was, I need to go where my tribe is or where I can build my tribe. I had a couple of really good friends in San Francisco that had become good friends over the past couple of years, but I had never really explored those relationships, those friendships, and so decided to come to San Francisco and see whether I can make a life here. And what I noticed was the moment I arrived, there was this energy around the city where every single person was trying to change the world. I got into my Uber pools and my Uber driver was simply driving in order to fund his startup. And the startups range from anything from bread delivery. I'm not sure how many people need fresh bread on an on-demand basis, but ideas are ideas. He was passionate about it. To uh, wasabi roasted almonds that were put in, in the back of the Uber. But each person had a dream that they were pursuing. And it, that energy just took hold of me. And it's a very productive city. So this concept of letting go all of a sudden became about how do I become productive again? Reintegrating into society was quite a challenge. Everyone around me was had a set path, had a passion project that they were working on. They were working. And here I am having given up everything that I had worked for, that I thought I wanted. And I'm back to square one in a studio apartment, which is another story in terms of how do you actually go about getting an apartment in San Francisco in this day and age. Uh, the short answer is you have to follow a moving truck. And I'm sitting here with everyone around me driven. So I do the natural thing that I've been born wired to do to be productive. And I set up meetings every single day. At times, I was stressed out because I wasn't able to make it from one meeting to the other because they were running late. And it was just this constant, I felt like I was in a race for some reason. And then I picked up this book, The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, where he was in a very similar situation to mine at the beginning had an illustrious career as a professor and as a PhD student and began to meditate. The book itself is just a story of his life and how he, at every point that he decided to surrender 
to the experience that is life, that things just had a way of working out. That serendipity just kept happening. And I didn't understand the message of the book till afterwards when I decided to do the same thing. Instead of constantly pushing and being productive, I decided to let go. And I don't know how many of you have actually tried to do that, but it's really hard to get up in the morning and just say, I don't have a plan and I'm okay with that. There's nothing in particular that I need to get done today and I'm okay with that. That experience of getting up every morning, there was definitely a lot of anxiety in the first couple of days, a week, two weeks. But I started getting into the, into a rhythm. I started thinking about what would I want to do with my time if I had no conditions. We have been wired to think about conditional happiness. We will be happy or we will be happier when I have reached financial stability, I get promoted, I find the right person that loves me back, that when I get out of this relationship. But what would you do with your time if that condition was removed? Or if you had accomplished what you wanted to accomplish? It never ends. But once you get to that point, what would you do with your time? And if there's one thing that you take away from this, it's this concept of after that condition was removed, try and do that today for one hour. Try and surrender to that experience. And so that's what I started doing. Once I started surrendering and started really doing what what makes me happy and it wasn't anything related to finance or how do I get that next job it was just about keeping healthy started working out a little bit more uh, learning keeping my mind active and volunteering in service of others on the learning aspect I started listening to TED Talks on a regular basis. I really felt connected to one particular TED Talk by Danny Harris around connecting with people. And so when I heard that, I reached out to him. He was kind enough to respond to my email and we met up. On the volunteering front, started going into activities or started volunteering at events uh, where I was passionate about the cause. During one of those events, met a couple of amazing people that have become really close friends. And it's this concept of connections that I think at the end of the day is the basis of life. Life, as a Holstein Manifesto says, is simply about the people that you meet and the things you create with them. And so we started creating. We started a society of sorts where I would invite four people to my home 
and they would invite four people that I didn't know and in turn those people would invite another person that the first person didn't know and so we created this group and there was no mandate or no goal in mind but just to connect to get together and it was through those conversations that I started getting connected into the fabric of San Francisco the people that have been here for so long which has led me into the three projects I'm currently working on around connecting people with tribal and empowering employees in organizations to be better engaged with organizations but all of this came from surrendering from not being productive and from really enjoying and following my passion what i wanted to do once that condition of happiness was removed so here's my challenge to you what would you do once that condition is removed once you think about that do that for 1 hour each day life is about the people that you meet and the things you create with them it is your path and yours alone so walk it wow thanks very much for that shalesh awesome awesome story a lot of good messages for our listeners a lot of good messages for everyone really a lot of good messages for me that i take from that so thanks again for that absolutely great any time thanks for having me again no problem at all i do have a question uh obviously when we met you were and as you say you were on a path you were starting a path and a journey do you feel like you're still on a path whether it be the same one or a different one or do you feel like there's somewhere that you've arrived at that's a great question throughout my life i always thought that safety for me meant knowing what the next step was and danger is when i was in murky waters after this past year it's flipped i am more comfortable and feel safer when i don't know what that next path is what the next step might be where it might lead and this concept of even in the consulting project that i'm doing right now they want me to join full time and there's a path there and i know it's not my path it's a path that someone else has laid out for me and that makes me feel unsafe so it's always a journey man it's whether you're comfortable not knowing where your foot is going to land in the next step that you take or do you want to be walking on a paved yellow brick road Yeah, I totally agree man. It's something I also think about a lot. I find that if I'm on a path, any path whatsoever, whether it be society's path or or even a, a physical path going somewhere, I find myself aching to not be on it anymore and to as they say find your own path. They say it a lot and I think there's a reason that they do. Right. So, thanks again for that. Is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? So, yeah, what I would uh, leave with the listeners besides doing something for 1 hour each day that you would want to do after that condition of happiness is removed is to travel 
it's amazing how much travel will open up your mind and take you away from those conditions that we tend to put in ourselves. As Robert Louis Stevenson said, for my part, I travel not to go anywhere, but to go. I travel for travel's sake, and the great affair is to move. Because at the end of the day, sooner or later, this present moment is going to be your last. And so how do you make that last? And a plug for myself, if you, the listener, would like to join this virtual management consulting platform, if you have skill sets that you think companies would desire, please do write to me. My email is shellish.sashdeva at gmail.com, which you can find in the description of the podcast. Awesome. Thanks very much, man. We'll link everything up for that in the show notes. And thanks again for coming on the podcast. It's just been great to talk to you again. Awesome. Thanks so much for giving the opportunity again, man. And best of luck with your journey. Awesome. Thank you very much, man. I'll talk to you again. Let's not keep it so long next time. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks again to Shalesh for his story there. I think we got a bit of actionable content in that one. I'm liking it. And thanks to you guys for joining us on this journey. If you enjoyed the show and you're on iTunes or Stitcher, please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. We are still a relatively new show, and it does help us out a lot. Show notes for this episode can be found at travelstoriespodcast.com forward slash Shalesh, which is S-H-A-I-L-E-S-H. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Hayden at TravelStoriesPodcast.com. That's H-A-Y-D-E-N. I do answer everything. The Twitter, as always, is Travel Stories UK. The Facebook and Instagram are both Travel Stories Podcast. So thanks again. Join us next time for another immersive, inspiring, and international travel story. And remember, all journeys have secret destinations of which the traveler is unaware. Mm-hmm.